Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is going to be our divisional review and championship preview. Um, probably going to call it championship preview. We're going to spend a lot more time on those games, unfortunately. Um, crazy week this week. I was trying to get myself over to Atlanta or Kansas City, uh, depending on who the Chiefs played. Um, so I was very busy at the start of the week in the office. Patrick, unfortunately, well, fortunately for him, similar. Um wasn't able to record at the start of the week, just being too busy. Uh, actually, he's not going to be able to record at all on this episode um, because he is going to Philadelphia to watch the NFC Championship game, which is amazing. Um, flies out today, flies back Monday, I think. Um, gets to see a little bit of 76ers, gets to see some Eagles game at home, probably watch the Chiefs game at a bar. Um, so very, very, very jealous of Patrick. But unfortunately, because of uh, work schedule for him and then obviously having to fly and travel down to the airport and stuff, he's going to be missing today's pod. So um, he sent me some notes about the divisional games. We'll talk about his notes, really, and I'll just give a 30-second view on them as well. Um, obviously, the games weren't as great, so we don't feel as bad as missing such a key week. Um, and the preview is going to be really, really good for the championship round. Um, also next week, probably going to have a guest on to discuss some off-season storylines, quick look ahead to the Super Bowl before the week after doing a full Super Bowl preview, and then probably going to chuck in a Super Bowl props betting episode as well. Um, yeah, so on that note, we'll talk a little bit now, just me, and obviously read some of Patrick's notes out. Um, but after that, you're going to hear some different voices. So we're part of the Full 10 Yards Network. Um, I'm on their betting podcast this week. There's so many, so many games. We spend very a lot of time very much talking about just specific bets. But this week, we previewed the teams as well. They're in the conference championship. Um, and I was kind of going to be the same preview as one of the guys on the pod, on this pod. And as a network, it kind of made sense to use some of the audio for there. So you're going to hear um, me, Adam, and Jack, uh, Adam being the host um, a bit later, talking about those games, um, just to, to hear some options, hear some views on them. Uh, and then also... I probably will leave some of the betting talking on a couple of them just because I do think that's useful. Uh, and obviously, we do pick the spread and stuff here. Um, and then I'll come back in at the end and you'll hear mine and Patrick's final picks for the championship round. So let's start with the divisional round. Start with my Kansas City Chiefs. Um, very scary game, obviously, if you are a Chiefs fan. Um, but Chiefs prevail 27-20 in the first game of the weekend. Um, again, main thoughts, obviously, for me. Um Thought it was a good performance for the defense played really well at times. Obviously, a garbage time field goal made it a seven point game when it was 10 points for, for most obviously the third and fourth quarter. Um, Patrick Mahomes' injury was the main storyline. Um, but as we move on through the week, looks like he is just made of I don't know, Wolverine blood with how uh, how quick he's uh, managed to recover. Um, but yeah, that was scary. Chad Henney, incredible drive. Travis Kelsey set a receptions record in the playoffs for a tight end. Um, obviously, he played very well. Um, Frank Clark, very, very good on defense for the Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco, nearly eight yards a carry, so he was very impressive. Um, yeah, and overall, great season for Jacksonville. Thought they played well in the game. They'll be kicking themselves that they didn't go and win without Mahomes, but obviously Mahomes did come back in the second half. Um, and if you look at EPA per play, he led the league by an incredible margin this year. And if you actually take that one-game sample size, him on one leg in the second half would have actually been second in the league. <laughs> extrapolated over 17 games so um yeah it wasn't like Mahomes came back and they couldn't do anything they could still pass the ball well um in the short and intermediate area just some of the run game stuff some of the option play stuff obviously rollout game deep pass game wasn't as good but yeah I think Jacksonville played well uh, there was a fun by Jamal I knew that obviously meant a lot to the game um but I think they've just done great to be here Chiefs didn't play amazing but under the circumstances an amazing win uh, in terms of obviously the injury, the Henny drive, the fact the run game couldn't get going really because Mahomes could hardly hand it off. Um, 
and obviously the momentum slash deflation of the crowd, really, um, when Mahomes goes out injured, that there was a chance Jacksonville could come and win that game. But um, Chiefs managed to hold on. Like I said, probably should have been a two-score game. Um, yeah, we don't want to go into too much detail about those games because they're so far gone now. But um, yeah, I did ask Patrick to uh, to give me some notes. So uh, this is Patrick's. So Patrick said he thought we were in for a dramaless game uh, until Mahomes went down awfully. Um, but I thought the Chiefs' O-line were absolutely incredible, especially the guards in the centre in the second half. They didn't skip a beat on the drive of Chenny. Uh, with Henny helped run the football to close the game out, uh, and they probably had the most impressive drive of the season when Henny came in there. Um, he said, it reminded me of the Browns-Chiefs playoff game and such that the Jags will look back and think they had a chance versus the Chiefs. They didn't step up on defence um, and thought the Jags' front, were four, uh, front four were poor. Um, overall, solid season for the Jags, 100% stiffer test to come next week for the Chiefs. So, yeah, good summary there. Great season for the Jags. They will be disappointed that they didn't win um, in those circumstances. But, um, yeah, I'm obviously biased, but, yeah, Chiefs are a top, top, top team in terms of just like franchise now, in terms of winning. And that kind of showed with uh, the Mahomes injury and how they handled that. Doesn't mean they'll win next week, doesn't mean they'll win the Super Bowl, but definitely means that um, they put in a good performance last week in a. A tough, tough situation. Um, second game then, uh, Patrick's team. That meant that he's going to the NFC title game. Eagles beat the Giants 38-7. Um, kind of a rude awakening for the Giants. Prove they're not just up there. Are they a playoff team? I think it was a little bit schedule based, but obviously great coaching. Um, but the difference between like a, maybe a playoff team versus a championship caliber team is obviously quite stark and um yeah i think they're just a game script didn't go well with an early fourth down call they didn't get um eagles then could go up three scores meant the run game was all all available to them obviously meant the giants had to pass more which isn't their kind of speciality with their pass catchers and obviously with daniel jones so yeah for me it was more of a game script thing no surprise me and patrick both picked the eagles both picked the um the right total as well um yeah and i just think great performance i know Jalen hurts looked okay, didn't fully get tested, didn't have to run the ball loads, didn't get hit a lot like, at all with the offensive line. So I'm not quite sure on that shoulder. He said it felt good enough to play, but he didn't say it felt 100%. So probably still some lingering effects there. But yeah, the rest of the team looked good. Lane Johnson coming back. Groin didn't look 100%, but definitely looked fit as the game went on and obviously could rest himself in the fourth quarter. And I imagine he probably looks healthier this week than, than he did last week. But yeah, good win for the Eagles. No surprise. Um I thought Saturday was always going to be a bit disappointing. I think the Mahomes injury kept it alive. Um, and the Eagles game kind of went, as I think as most people expected. Minus, I think, people thought it would be a closer game than this. But I, I think in terms of how well the Eagles played, people expected that, at least. Um, Patrick's thoughts. So, Eagles-Giants, absolute mauling. Said last week could be razor close or over by half time, and it was option two, <laughs> which is true. He did predict that it'd either be razor close just because of some errors or... They'd blow them out, and they obviously did. Eagles had Lane Johnson back, and the O-line absolutely crushed it against the Giants' D-line all game. Um, run game was insane, uh, and Jason Kelsey led them in that that instance. Highest run EPA per play of any team all season. Uh, Hertz looked relatively healthy. Again, for a Giants, a good promising season that included a playoff win, but the talent level needs to go up. So, yeah, I completely agree. That that offensive line did look really dominant, which bodes extremely well for, for this week because um, the Giants have got a good D-line. So, yeah, very impressive from the Eagles. Um, on to Sunday then, what everyone thought would be the game of the year. Again, still fun to watch. Definitely enjoyed it, but especially the first two quarters, but um, not quite as entertaining as we thought it would be. And that's obviously the Bengals versus the Bills. Um, 27-10, the Bengals win. Um, 
very very good win very very good good performance um and in terms of how the game is going to go also i think me and patrick both picked the bengals to cover um i picked them to win bet them to win i didn't necessarily think they'd win by 17 points um but they were very dominant um I don't want to make too much of the snow, but it did make a massive def- difference to the defensive line. Everyone says oh, I didn't to the Bengals, but I think a little bit of that is obviously the Bengals um, have got a different type of rush. It's not that quick power rush. It's very much more of a, like a bendy get on the outside. And I think, to be honest, DJ Reader did a lot of the damage for the Bengals right up the middle over the center. Um, and unfortunately, the Bills were just trying to spread wide, why not? wide nine and trying to rush from the edge and that is very hard to do and get your footing right whereas obviously in the middle you can bull rush the center and you're kind of in the quarterback's lap so uh, it's not all because of the snow i think the other part is the fact that the studio reader is way better than uh, ed oliver but in terms of the other rushes um yeah I, I think the bills did struggle to get to to burrow the tackles played well for the bengals uh everyone knows offensive linemen that are banged up or not quite as good they still love to run the football they ran the football very well i think it was their best epa for them since week six um per rush uh so that's good for them a team that struggled to run the ball probably mm, last three or four games of the season um apart from p ryan obviously his numbers were quite good on limited carries but um they looked a lot better in the run game obviously burrow and chase connection was there a couple of bills coverage busts that they'll hate to see as a team that's really focused on defense in terms of coaches. They've got more defensive coaches than anyone in the NFL, nearly, when you look at the list. And obviously the head coach is a defensive guy. They've got a DC. They've got a assistant head coach who's a, who's a defensive guy. They've got a special, special um, teams coach that used to be a defensive coach. So, yeah, very much defensive team that um, or coaching staff that will be very disappointed with some of the coverage busts, especially in that first half and that touchdown to Chase. Um, on offense, Josh Allen still looked lost. I've been saying for a while, I don't think he's played well. I'm surprised he was anywhere near any sort of MVP finalists. The numbers on paper are good, but the performance for the last six weeks are not good. Um, maybe the elbow was a big contributor to that, but unfortunately that was just what the tape told you, and uh, he didn't play well again this week. Very similar storyline of every pass was bombed down the field. Very hard to connect those passes if you're anyone. Very hard to connect those passes if they're all not to digs, and those other players aren't Jamar Chase, they aren't Tyreek Hill, they aren't Jefferson, they aren't Mike Evans. Um, they're people like Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, Shaquille, Shakir. Good players, some of them in their own right, but yeah, go balls, success routes for go balls. Are, are, they're always the hardest pass to complete in football. And then when you add it to a player who's not elite, and also with a quarterback who at the moment just isn't as accurate as he'd like to be, even though he's got that hell of an arm. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster. They couldn't run the ball at all. Bengals are always good at stopping the run. And Luana Rumo definitely stopped the run, sold out in some too high looks to stop Diggs. Um, and we saw Diggs get frustrated with Allen on the sideline. And those guys are friends. I don't think that means anything. Just just competitors. Um, but yeah, incredible performance from, from from the Bengals. And Bill's really, really disappointing, actually, in a year where they were, they were heavy favourites. But they've also had a turbulent, turbulent kind of season on the field in the end with Hamlin, but off the field in terms of weather, obviously the school shooting, um, obviously the issues of the game being cancelled after Hamlin and all that debate of what they were going to do. Um, so, yeah, it's been a very strange season for, for Buffalo. Um, Patrick Dews. Um, Bengals-Bills, has there been a more disappointing playoff game? <laughs> I think there has, but Patrick disagrees. Uh, except if you're a Bengals fan, of course. The Bills' defence looked clueless up front against three backups in the O-line of the Bengals and allowed Burrow too much time just to methodically move the ball downfield and control the clock. Over on the other side, probably the most disappointing performance from the Bills you could ever have. Allen was hurried all afternoon, and the receivers barely got any separation. Everything looked so difficult. 
Bengals move on to Kansas City for the rematch. Yeah, and I agree. We've said all season they should have another wide receiver. I think um, Odell was the man. Unfortunately, he wasn't as healthy as they wanted him to be, and they never signed him. I do feel like it was all based upon his health. Um, and then we said at the start of the season, they're offensive. Everyone said they were the favorites. We didn't disagree. Obviously, I probably did a little bit, but I think we both said, me and Patrick, all the time, that offensive line is going to hurt them, and it did. The Bengals are a good pass rush, not a great pass rush. Don't blitz a lot, as everyone knows, rush three, rush four. They got pressure all day. So, yeah, I think that's a great point from, from Patrick. Um, then the last game, 49ers-Cowboys. Um, obviously, Patrick hates the Cowboys, so I would like to probably start with his views. Uh, but the game did finish 19-12 as well to, to the 49ers. Um Patrick writes, Cowboys Niners, huge missed opportunity from Dallas and Dak. Um, from Dallas and Dak has taken all the brunt in the media. Um, thought the Dallas defense showed how to play the Niners and restrict running backs heavily, but they couldn't get anything done on offense, unfortunately. Felt like a heavyweight battle, very back and forth. Last play from Dallas was equal parts embarrassing and hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Um, we'll talk about the, the kind of two hilarious moments, but... Um, yeah, I thought this was a fun game. Very, very physical. I think the Dallas defense was actually amazing. There was one like tip pass that the 49ers end up getting. If they don't get that, they probably don't even win the game. And to restrict them to less than 20, you'd be hoping that you still win the game. But unfortunately, they couldn't uh, They couldn't get that done. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite a fun game. The atmosphere was good. Amazing. Obviously, jersey matchup. The logo matchup's incredible. Um, but yeah, the 49ers looked good. I think Purdy, again, struggled in one of the halves. Definitely for two quarters. I think maybe second and third, actually. So in between... Um, obviously, half times. Um, yeah, and they are just what they are. McCaffrey's a little bit banged up in this one. So they ran Mitchell more, probably got a little bit less explosive because of that. Their defense was very good, very good tackling. Um, people saying, why didn't the Cowboys run the ball more? But you just try run on that 49ers front, unless you've got the best O-line ever. And Cowboys, again, a little bit banged up on the O-line in the game and before the game. So, um, yeah, it went as expected up front, really. I just think the Cowboys should win the game if they hold any team to, to 19, they should be able to score 20. They should be able to score two touchdowns, two field goals in any game of football um, with, a, with, a, with a good quarterback because he is a good quarterback. He's much better than the quarterback he faced. But yeah, he's got a lot of stick. Not had a couple of bad throws in this one, but um, they were just terrified of the of, of the 49ers beating them up front. You could tell everything was a quick game. Everything was out. And if the DBs kind of read the routes, then we were getting some trouble for, for Dak. Um, in terms of long term, I didn't mention this on any other teams because all their jobs are safe, but it looks like people maybe thought there was a question about McCarthy. Joey Jones said he's safe. Um, they've announced today Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn are actually staying. So we are, oh, sorry, Dan Quinn is staying. Kellen Moore was kind of rumored to be staying. And now there's rumors that could it be Schottenheimer. So I'm not sure what's, what's going to happen there. But um, yeah, I would imagine Kellen Moore stays would be my guess. Obviously, Joey Jones pays his assistance more than anyone. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Good season for the Cowboys, but again, ended in disappointment. Uh, I think the Amari Cooper trade is terrible. Obviously, the Zeke contract really, really killed them. Um, and I think if they can get rid of Zeke, keep Pollard at a reasonable deal after he gets hurt in the game, add a secondary wide receiver, add a secondary corner, they'll probably come back and be slightly better than they were this year. And that might be enough to get you to a title game and and see if Dak can have one of the magical games like he had had last week. And um, 49ers move move on. The hilarious things were, were twofold. A, Jerry Jones coming down on the field to talk to the kicker before the game after he missed some kicks. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I did find that 
incredibly funny. I don't know what you're going to gain from that. And then he comes out and gets his first extra point blocked, and you're like, oh my god, absolute disaster. But fair play to him. He kicked two field goals relatively far as well. I think 40, 40 yards, 50 yards um, in the game, which was very, very impressive. Um, but yeah, it was just a funny storyline to see the Jerry Jones Meyer saga. Uh, and then finally, what Patrick mentioned about the last play of the game, yeah, that was hilarious. It was a scramble play in terms of hook and ladder sort of stuff. Um, it was weird. People haven't spoke about this, but the first time they were going to run it, they actually had linemen on the outside with Zeke as center. Um, 49ers take a timeout. They obviously want to make sure they're lined up right, got the right personnel in for this weird formation. And then when they come back out, the Cowboys have now got loads of receivers and skill position players outside rather than the linemen. So they actually changed their plan slightly. Um, and I guess mini commentary on it is Zeke snaps the ball, gets absolutely bull rushed to oblivion, which does look hilarious. Dak throws one out to Turpin, who, according to someone like Travis Kelsey, who knows way more than me, ran far too down the field in the ladder, so hook and ladder. You just need to get the ball in play. He caught the ball maybe 10 yards out. Jimmy Ward, turns around, Jimmy Ward smashes him. They didn't even get a chance to ladder it. So um, it's a play everyone's seen by now. But yeah, if you haven't, go back and watch it because it's, uh, it's hilarious. Um, and obviously from the game, 49ers move on and we have uh, a battle of a of a one and two seed, um, which is very, very fun. So yeah, weekend, not as good. Um, I think we've got the four best teams in football. Uh, I think the four right teams won the individual games. I think we've got some really good quarterbacks. We've got three of the top four quarterbacks in terms of how they played this year. I wouldn't put Hertz in that top five personally, but how he played this year for sure. Um, obviously got the best skill group in the 49ers. We've got the best DC for the Bengals, got the best 49ers defensive players, sorry, best defensive unit in 49ers, we've got the best O-line, we've got the best quarterback in Mahomes, we've got the best tight end. Um, so yeah, very, very fun week um, in terms of what it's led to, but yeah, the games themselves maybe not as, as good as we wanted. Um, right, now I'm going to pass over to some audio where you will hear me, Adam and Jack from the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast discussing uh, a little bit about last weekend, but not really much. More about our picks from last weekend, and then moving on to uh, moving on to um, Sunday's games, and then I'll jump back in at the end to to give you mine and Patrick's final picks for the week. I'm of course your host Adam at Touchdown Tips on Twitter. I'm joined this week by Jack at Jack T underscore ninety five and Liam at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter. Uh, Callum's not with us today. He's got some work at SMU, which is uh, nice for him. Not a not a bad job that he's managed to land himself there. Only uh, working himself up at a moment, but uh, I can't argue with him when he tells me he can't do the pod because he's got some work. Finally, <laughs> he's been finally been gifted the opportunity to get some paid work over in the states. So just the three of us this week, but we will talk you through our best bets. We will talk through previews of both games and some props and a couple of little bits as we go along. Uh, Jack, how are you doing? Good, yeah. Uh, last weekend was, I suppose, a mixed bag for me, uh, picks-wise. Luckily, I was out on Saturday night at Deer Dance, so uh, I would have picked the Chiefs minus 7.5 and, and the Giants plus 7.5, and, and both them lost. Managed to somehow <laughs> not get them on. Would have been absolutely sick with the Chiefs. Fair enough, the Giants got absolutely smashed. But, yeah, I ended up back in Bengals' money line on the Sunday, and I left the 49ers game alone because, obviously, have them backed out, right? But it's a pretty good weekend, uh, again, gambling-wise, so hopefully that continues. Yeah, yeah, you definitely definitely did well avoiding the Giants game. I did think that they would cover as well. So, um, yeah, nice one to miss that one. Uh, Liam, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, I had a mixed weekend last weekend on the podcast. Gave out Bengals plus five and a half, I think it was at the time. So, obviously, that one. Um, and then in real life, I managed to bet Kelsey two touchdowns and bet 
Bengals money line. So those were two nice bets, but all my other ones and uh, touchdown scorers didn't seem to uh, want to play ball last weekend. But uh, yeah, it was good. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully we have some better games because I think three of the games last weekend probably weren't the best for the neutral. Maybe two, I guess. Chiefs was entertaining if you weren't a Chiefs fan because you got to see the panic on everyone's <laughs> face when uh, the best player gets injured. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get two great games this weekend and we can win some money. Yeah, I um, yeah, that obviously made it a lot more interesting. I feel like the Jags will definitely <laughs> feel like they've missed their opportunity there, and obviously there's more like new fumble with five six minutes left. However, however long was left was the key to the game, really, which is unfortunate for the for the Jags. They did get the ball back. They did score that field goal, and then needed a little bit of luck, and it didn't happen. But yeah, definitely made that game a little bit more interesting for everyone. Um, yeah, I, I hit. Two of two of the four touchdown scorers, at least, are Dalton Schultz and uh, Boston Scott, of course, scored against oh, yeah. the Giants, as he always does. Um, yeah. But there's uh, some very nice odds. Um, unfortunately, T. Higgins didn't get much of a much of a look in against the Bills as the Bengals strolled. And um, in the oh, the Chiefs game obviously was messed up with Mahomes. So Kadarius Tony was getting quite a lot of work. Um, he was not out on the one-two yard line at one point. So wasn't far off scoring at two to one, but yeah, in the end, it didn't really happen. But yeah, here we are down to the final four, and we've got undoubtedly, I think, the best four teams in the league. Obviously, you got a one and two seed in the NFC, and probably what would have been the one and two seed in the AFC had had the Bengals and Bills game been completed in week sixteen. Um, but yeah, the three seed made it through to the final to take on all the the final of the AFC to take on the Chiefs Arrow at Arrowhead for the second time in a row. The winners, of course, of these games go on to Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona on the 12th of February. And amazingly, there's already uh, coin toss props, I believe, available for, <laughs> for the Super Bowl. So uh, we will be keeping a close eye on those as we go through the week. I'm going to take a wild stab and say it will stay at 10 to 11 on both sides. But uh, we will see. <laughs> it will be the Bengals or the Chiefs choosing it this year. It's the AFC team. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on who, uh, what they pick this week and um, keep that in mind for... Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and of course, talking of the Super Bowl, we will be back next week with either a stupid punt section, depending on what markets are available, or a preview of the game itself. And then the week after will be punts and a little bit more preview with news closer to the time. But we know that Jack will probably have his first song picked out already. I know that <laughs> Tim from uh, the, the the illustrious founder of the Full 10 Yards Network has already given me a nudge on there. Uh, what he thinks is going to be Rihanna's first song at halftime. He's uh, he's gone with Disturbia, apparently. So we'll see whether <laughs> whether he proves right on that one. But yeah, we, we all love the stupid punts and we'll all keep our eyes out. Um, so without any further ado, we'll move on to this weekend's games. We were going to mix up the formats a little, but with Callum's late uh, <laughs> late omission, we've had to edit a little bit. So we're going to go around each team and one of us will give a reason why we think that team will win. Callum was going to take the Eagles as a 49ers hater. Um, so we'll now give that to Liam. And Jack is going to take the 49ers and tell us why he thinks they're going to win. Ah. Oh. Earlier, or is it just me? We're still live. We all went. That's great. Yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't on us. We're still going though, apparently. So, 
Um, I get, I hope. Sorry, technical difficulties there. We all got kicked out of Streamyard. That's the second time it's happened to me in the last hour, so I don't think it's on my end. Uh, but I believe we're all back. Uh, Jack, you yeah. were going to tell us why you think the 49ers are going to win this week. Yeah, I think that could be a sign there. You're getting kicked uh, just before I, I start talking. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, the Eagles were very, very, very impressive last weekend. Um, as I said, I fancy the Giants plus seven and a half. They absolutely wiped the floor of them. Um, the 49ers, look, they got the job done, but I think it was more of a case of the, the Cowboys being the Cowboys and beating themselves. Uh, as for this game, look, I think it is probably it's a 50-50 game as well. I'm obviously going to lean towards the 49ers just because I've been backed, but I can easily see the Eagles winning. Um, Purdy's the worst of the four quarterbacks left by a mile. Rookie, he's done well. He hasn't made any stupid mistakes, which is the main thing. Um, the way I can see the 49ers win this game is literally just by getting the ball out of Purdy's hands, uh, giving it to the running backs. I know McCaffrey is a bit dinged up, but I presume he'll play because it's you know, such a big game. Uh, Elijah Mitchell as well, I presume he'll be playing. Uh, he, I think he practiced, whereas uh, McCaffrey didn't. And sure, look, worst comes to worst, they have the GOAT, Jordan Mason, anyway, so uh, he can easily step in. Um, yeah, look, I just think the, the 49ers will be able to run all over the Eagles. The Eagles defense, or run defense is there to be got at. Um I think as well, look, the experience that the 49ers have, I know they lost last year against the Rams. They could have easily beaten them in the NFC game. Uh, they ended up bottling at the end, but look, they have the experience there. Um, Shanahan as well has been there, done that. Sirianni obviously hasn't. Um, look, Hertz was, again, he was impressive last weekend without doing too much. I don't really know how injured he is. He didn't really have to do that too much last weekend against the Giants, but I'm afraid this is the type of game that he'll have to kind of put his his body on the line and nobody knows what will happen when the when the 49ers come in and give him a good hit. Uh, yeah, look, as I said, I think it's a coin toss, but I can easily see the 49ers winning. As you said earlier on, I think it's the four best teams left in the in the competition. When I wake up on Monday morning, if I, you know, see any of the two match or four match possible matchups, there's no game that I'd be like, geez, I can't believe they won. So, yeah, look, I think it's kind of, it is a coin toss, but I'm just going to go for a bit of experience with um, the 49ers kind of been there, done that with the NFC Championship game as opposed to the Eagles. Nice. Yeah. So now you, I can yeah. tell you why the Eagles yep. win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I agree that this is a this was probably for me all along. These two teams are the ones that are destined to get there. I think it was only going to be another combo, really, and it was quite hard to pick. They're very similar with their styles as well. How much they run the ball, and obviously they both got really good defensive lines. But um, I think the Eagles can win overall because their defensive line is probably the best in football. I think the 49ers maybe front four is better, but. Uh, the Eagles have got six or seven guys that can go in, rush the passer. And I think it's a bit of a broken record on the pod, but when we talk about Purdy, uh, he has to have a bad game. And I think the first half last week, he was pretty bad. Um, and they just didn't capitalise. There was a dropped pick in the end zone. Um, there was another drop tipped interception on third down. Um, and I just think that the Eagles are a lot more likely to, to capitalise on that with those two corners they've got back there uh, in Slay and Bradbury. So, yeah, I think Purdy's likely to have an error. I think this defensive line is going to flush him out of the pocket and see if they can kind of make him work. Anyone who watched the game realised that the Cowboys were just flushing him left all the time. Like, if you send him left, he could just make a terrible throw. So, I think the Eagles are going to watch that and, mm. and copy that format. Um, in terms of Eagles offence, the 49ers are the bottom five team at defending uh, option QB plays. Um, and obviously, that's the whole offence for the Eagles. So, for me, if they can get the run game going, kind of control the clock and let their defence rush the passer, um, I think they're just going to be a little bit too much. But I do see it being a a close game either way. I just think they're the better team up front, um, which is hard to say against the 49ers, but they are. They've got the best offensive line. Uh, and I just think we're going to see what we see against Seattle, where there's going to be three or four go balls down the sideline and A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith are going to 
catch enough to win them the game. So, yeah, I think the Eagles win. Should be a fun game. My po- podcast co-host, Patrick, is actually going to this game, and he's paid like 750 quid for a ticket. And he's an Eagles fan, so I am now a de facto Eagles fan because I don't want him to be depressed when we talk on Monday morning for our podcast. So, yeah, go uh, go birds, as they say. Yeah, that's uh, that Muggs, Muggs NFL money's paid off well for him, hasn't it? He's uh, <laughs> done well to get a ticket to this. I've been following him on Twitter and see his, uh, his mental anguish of trying to figure <laughs> out whether he should do it or not. But uh, I'm glad he's going. It should be a heck of an experience. And uh, see if yeah. he can sneak in some batteries to lob at uh, the 49ers fans and uh, <laughs> players players on the way. Um, yeah, as, as we said, two seed versus one seed. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game. The 49ers were fifth against the pass in the regular season, again, according to DFO, DVOA, and they were second against the rush. The Eagles were first against the rush, only 20, no, sorry, first against the pass, 21st against the rush. So there's the obvious weakness of, well, uh, on paper anyway, I mean, we don't we don't really know. Obviously, the rush game is the key for the Eagles, so if they can be slowed, then it'll be interesting. But as Liam said, if they're not so good against option QBs, then that makes it just a little bit different. Um, the defensive line for the Eagles has been dominant. It had the bye week and then it had essentially a bye week last week. I think they played at most 30 snaps as um, an individual. So they're going to be fresh. They're going to be rotated. Obviously, the 49ers are coming across the country. So they'll be under pressure. 49ers, of course, have won 12 games in a row now. They've covered the spread in 10 of them. So it's, it is, <laughs> as we've said, it is a coin toss. Um I am leaning to, personally, the depth of the Eagles, though. Uh, Callum's message just saying his best bet is the Eagles this week. That will be my pick for the Super Bowl. And that's not just my finances talking. I do have a very nice win if the Eagles go on to win the Super Bowl. Um, but I do think that they will be able to cause Brock Purdy's issues. And they will not drop the dolly interceptions that he throws up, as every other team <laughs> seems to have done. Um it is actually the hardest team either of these have faced all year. They both had, I think they were the top, two, the easiest two schedules according to DVOA. So um, it will be interesting to see how they do. But yep, for me, leaning to the Eagles, uh, covering that two and a half point spread and probably probably under on the total, which is 46.5. Just realized I didn't say that at the start. So 49ers plus two and a half at Eagles. Total is 46.5, but I am going for the Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, Jack, your pick on this? Going to have to go 49ers plus two and a half with uh, barely any confidence. And uh, I'll go with the under 46 and a half just because I expect the 49ers to just run, run, run. So clock keeps ticking. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. Like I said, um, we didn't just pick them at random. I actually do think the Eagles are going to win. So I'm going to go Eagles plus two and a half. Uh, I think I'd like the over, but that could just be me wanting a fun game before I sit there and watch my team in a, like a nervous game. I might just want to enjoy a game with a, with a beer. So I'm going to say over, but I think it's a close one. I think we need to score early in the drives, um, in the first couple of drives, one of these teams, just to get the game going. I think if this is a game that's low scoring in the first half, both coaches will just run the ball out because they're not very big risk takers, especially Shanahan. Um, but yeah, I'm going to lean the over and just think that they're very good in the red zone and they score a lot of touchdowns, these two teams. Yeah, I was listening to the RJ Bell pod earlier today and they suggested over 23 and a half for the first half. Um, the Eagles tend to get out to big leads and Shanahan works well with the scripted plays at the start. So that might be a decent look. Um, but as I say, we've not really seen either of these teams face a tough opposition. So it's difficult to judge really how well or how they're going to play. 
Um, we will we'll do the props for this game and then we'll move on to the big game for later. Um, I was looking at Brock Purdy, Rush Yards. He went over them last week. He's now up to eight and a half. I think it was six and a half last week. Um, but obviously, he's going to be flush out of the pocket and he's going to have to make some moves. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, over ten and a half rushing yards. He topped 100 last week, so I thought 10.5 was fairly low. Um, again, against a very good rush defense, but it's 11 yards. He could get that on three or four carries, which I think is a fairly decent chance. Uh, Dallas Goddard was my touchdown scorer pick. That um, I've notched up in this. Uh, he's about 2-1, to 15-8. to eight. Uh, Depending where you look, obviously, tight ends have done very well in the playoffs so far. I've seen a couple of people now posting their £7,000 wins off £10 bets of first touchdown score of her last week and um yeah it's something i never really dabble in might have to have a little go on a trixie this week of uh well i suppose i can't really do a trixie can i a, a no, double first touchdown score um and see what i can do with it um but yeah they were there were a few props i picked out early in the week and unfortunately time got away from me today um jack you got anything uh look i think this game could be a, a kind of cowboys 49ers kind of game uh, from last week so usually i might do one or two props but i hate back and unders in a even just say like reception stuff because pure anxiety till the final miss or the final whistle uh the only thing i kind of like is elijah mitchell is seven to two anytime with paddy power just with mccaffrey being kind of half dinged up i know mitchell is as well but he's, he's healthier than mccaffrey so the only thing i'd really back here is maybe Mitchell at 72, uh, just because I lean towards the unders in the game. Yeah, touchdown-wise, I think I'm probably going to go AJ Brown, but hasn't cashed in for me a couple of times this season. But like I said, uh, they throw a lot of gold balls, and that's kind of the 49ers' weakness. You don't want to throw in the middle of the field against them because of how good Fred Warner is. So I'm probably going to go AJ Brown. I think he's 5-4 to four at Sky. I'm sure you could probably get better odds elsewhere. Um, and then two other ones. You mentioned Gamewell's rush yards, but I think his receiving and rush together is 21.5. Um, and it's at plus money as well, which is really good odds. Last week, it was actually the same exact bet was worse odds last week, even though he had 100 rushing yards. So I don't know how they've worked that out, whether it's just because of the strength of the defense, probably. But yeah, um, yeah, I quite like that. And then again, um, Miles Sanders, he's won a lot for me this year on receiving yards. They put his line at six and a half. I still like that. I think you're going to have to check the ball down a lot against the 49ers. That's what Dallas had to do. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably bet both those Eagles. Uh, and then in terms of 49ers, anyone could score a touchdown for them. So, I thought Carl Juszczyk at 9-1, to one, for someone who plays as much as he does, was quite a fun bet there for uh, any time touchdown. Yeah, he's 13-1 to one on Paddy Power. That was the the guy that I've just remembered that I wanted to mention is uh, Carl Juszczyk, uh, the fullback. He, he catches it and he runs it. He is the best fullback in the game. Uh, sorry. Uh, Ravens fans, um, but he is. Um, yeah, I, I love I love Juice. So um, yeah, I, I was looking actually for use uh, check rushing yards. There's nothing up yet. Um, I'd imagine it'll be four and a half, five and a half, something like that. And I'll probably try and take the over for that closer to the game. He, he's um, fifty to one said, for with... first touchdown. By the way. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> as I said, I might have a little dabble on. Uh, spread a couple of quid across the double R. First touchdown scorers and yeah, fifty to one. I don't mind a go on that. Um, yeah, with McCaffrey with a calf strain and Mitchell with a groin strain, we don't know how it's going to go. We do obviously have Jordan Mason, as Jack said, who is available again at thirteen to one as well uh, on Unibet um, <laughs> to score anytime. But uh, I think that seems a little unlikely. I think I'd rather have you check at the price to be honest. But uh, we will see. Um, either way, should be a cracking game to kick off. 
the weekend that is um eight o'clock or eight o'clock i think yeah eight o'clock yep. on um sunday uh the 11 30 game in the uk is bengals plus one at the chiefs <clears throat> with a total of 47.5 of course a rematch from last year's championship game where the bengals uh, run out the winners with a very solid second half performance, um, which shut down Mahomes, uh, confused him and boggled his mind as they just shoved everyone back in coverage and only sent three and they were unable to do anything against it. The Bengals have gone on to win in the regular season again this year, making it three wins in a row against the, the rivals of the Chiefs. Um, and obviously this week, the big news is Patrick Mahomes is leg uh, slash ankle. He does seem like he's going to play. He looked pretty damn good walking off the stage the other day. So um, as much as you want to see the best players in the big game, I still wouldn't have minded if he was a little bit dinged up <laughs> just to make it a tad easier for the Bengals. Um, but they've shown they can do it against him at full health. And I don't see why they can't again this year. Um, of course, the offensive line was the issue. Well, potential issue going into last week. They did a fantastic job against the Bills. I've heard loads of uh, people saying that it was all due to the weather. It was nothing to do with the Bengals. It was the snow stopping the rushes getting to them. Well, the Bengals managed to get eight QB hits and three sacks. So uh, if it was that, then it would have been on both sides of the team. So I thought the offensive line looked really good, especially in the run game where they're creating big holes. And the scheme was fantastic as well. So I think they can do a job. They do have a very tough test this week against someone that I'm sure will get mentioned in a minute on the opposite side. And of course, they face Carlos Dunlap who's uh, their former player, who will probably get a sack as well. Um, we will see. Um, but, yeah, the run game looked good last week. Mixon was running through those big holes, and Samaji Ryan looked really good as well. He had quite a few receptions as well as the third down back and a better pass blocker. He was in there quite a lot. Uh, Joe Burrow looked as smooth as ever last week in the snow, and they're going with white jerseys again this week, which is the, uh, the best look for them. He will... He, he just wins. He's a fantastic quarterback quarterback and I'm very glad he's on my team. Um he's won as many playoff games now as the Bengals have in their history before he turned up for them. So <laughs> I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do it again. Jamar Chase have obviously had very big games against the Chiefs. Um their defense is a lot better this year, I believe, than uh, than last season. So it'll be interesting. But I think they will try and employ a similar game plan to what they did in the regular season. And um, that means Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase will all get Shorter, shorter work, which they have done for a lot of the year as they matriculate down the field. It's, it's been one of the highlights of the Bengals this year that they've changed their plays. They don't need big plays anymore. They, they're working their way down the field a little bit more methodically, and it's, it's been working fantastically. And of course, Hayden Hurst has been really good uh, towards the back end. He was not derided, but he, he was picked up as a kind of an afterthought, according to a lot of people over the summer, and he's, he's shown his worth. Um, of course, on defense, they have been incredibly good. DJ Reader has solidified the run game, and I couldn't help but laugh as one of the Bills players tried to run over him last week and pretty much just bounced off. Uh, you just do not run <laughs> through DJ Reader. So he will be important here because Pacheco's looked quite good in recent weeks. The linebackers will be very important for them as well. Uh, Wilson and Pratt are two of the best in the league. They will have to, look, uh, have to keep an eye on Jared McKinnon. We'll be trying to make some moves out of the backfield. And obviously, Travis Kelsey is the main man for the Chiefs. So we'll be hoping that Trey Flowers is a go. He did practice this week. He's the one who's normally on Kelsey, who has restricted Kelsey to um, less than 90 yards in the last two games that they've played against the Bengals. Although he did score in one of them. Um, if they can restrict Kelsey, then I think they can win. And 
Yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's also a rematch of Von Bell versus Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, <laughs> in different jerseys. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And it'd be nice if Eli Apple could show up after he's been winding everyone up again this week on Twitter. With uh, <laughs> I've got to say needless jibes. Yeah, they're, they're needless jibes. He didn't really need to get involved with it. I, th- I found it mildly amusing. But um, yeah, it, it's just the perception of the Bengals is changing from lowly underdogs to disgruntled, arrogant twats, basically. So it's uh, <laughs> And Eli Apple is not helping things. I want to be the lovable team still. I want us to keep on winning. And I believe the Bengals will win in this one. I have, of course, taken them. Um, I will be taking them again if they uh, move up even further in the spread. Um, the spreads that I've quoted today are on Bet365. You can get Bengals plus one on Bet365, Bengals minus one and a half on Skybet, and Bengals plus two and a half on 888. So <laughs> There's pretty, uh, there's a lot of uh, disparity around the bookies. And with the news of Mahomes probably coming through the week, you need to keep an eye on that and see how it goes. But yeah, who day? And I think the Bengals I may well make it through to another Super Bowl. Uh, Jack, anything in between before we go into Liam's uh, impassioned, uh, impassioned speech of the Chiefs? Uh, not really, no. Look, it's one of them games that like I'll be able to enjoy the two E probably have no fingernails left by the end of it, but I'll be able to just sit back and watch two uh two lead quarterbacks go at each other. Um I have to say I absolutely love the Eli Apple stuff on Twitter. Um next day going through it, like I started I scrolled down to the bottom when he started tweeting, and every time I scrolled up to see the new tweet, just say like every so often, it just got better and better. Like um look, the Bengals win, he'll be doing the exact same thing again on Monday. And if they lose, the memes will be absolute quality so it's kind of a win-win regardless um i i kind of want the bengals to win just because of the trash talk you were saying how much you managed to wind up the bills fans um you were saying earlier on about the snow and how they were blaming the snow it was the exact same thing as the dolphins earlier on the season there was massive heat in miami i don't know what how many degrees it was but after the game the bills are complaining about it being too hot and now they're complaining about the snow like there's always some excuse for them um I never thought I'd see Bills fans actually want the Chiefs to win because all season they've been wanting them to lose, obviously, to get the number one pick. But on my news feed, like, obviously, I follow a few Dolphins fans and they'll be kind of jiving back with a few Bills. And all season it's just been Chiefs, like Mahomes overrated, all this shit. And now it's straight away, it's just Mahomes, you better play and hopefully they win. Eli App is just the number one enemy. But um, yeah, look, as the game goes, I, I don't actually have a lean at all between the two teams. Um, the only thing I done was two touchdowns for each quarterback and 250 yards each quarterback. Um, look, that's probably the best way you can enjoy the game because I expect it to be really close and can't really call it. And um, yeah, just looking, looking forward to just a, a high scoring game. Yeah, that bet that bet was um, 11 to four on Sky Bet. It was just slightly under that on the Paddy Power Bet Builder, and it was a little bit less than that on William Hill. So um, I think we're all on that one, actually, because I thought it was fairly generous odds with Mahomes looking like he's going to be fully healthy and ready to go. Um, Liam, come on then. Why are the, why are the Chiefs going to upset the Bengals this week? Well, I will say the weirdest thing about that bet was they put the odds up after he got hurt and no one knew if he was going to practice. They did it on Tuesday. Then he practiced on Wednesday, and they've never changed the odds. So I do. if you have got a Sky account, and you obviously not telling everyone you have to follow that pair, but it, the odds-wise, compared to what you'd get normally for those two quarterbacks, the odds would be nowhere near 11-4. to 4. So yeah, I do think that's probably the best bet you're going to get out of the weekend. And I also uh, have enjoyed Eli Apple on Twitter. I, I do hate Eli Apple. <laughs> Family history of uh, Giants fans, and obviously he was awful for the Giants. Um 
and he's just an idiot. But when he's not against your team, it's quite funny. Uh, but Chiefs players hate Eli Apple, so we'll see how this week goes. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Twitter talk on Sunday night after whoever wins. Um, but why I think the Chiefs can win. Um, so I heard all week about, especially from my guy, my favourite announcer, Tony Romo, that Patrick Mahomes is going to be in crutches on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, uh, a practice, he rolled right and threw a 62-yard pass in the air, according to reports. So I think Tony Romo is wrong for once. He's always right, apparently, according to him, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's wrong for once. Um, yeah, I don't know. In terms of the game, obviously, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the world. He's probably the best player, I think, to ever play. Um, when he was hurt on Saturday and it looked like he might... I always thought he'd play this game as long as he didn't have a break, but it did look like he was going to have to just sit in the pocket, drop back, and just not move around at all, which is a worry when you've got Trey Hendrickson rushing Orlando Brown, which is basically his kryptonite. That's the the, the player he can't um, guard against at all in the in the pass rush game. But it does look like he's going to be able to move around a bit. Not saying he's going to be rushing for 30 yards and sliding and doing all that, but he's going to be able to move around the pocket, fine, scramble the odd one or two yards on third down, just like Mahomes and Burrow seem to do every time these two teams play. It'll be third and one, and they'll run for two yards and get out of bounds and annoy the other player. So, yeah, I think him being back for me just means that uh, it just tips the scales in terms of the, the Chiefs. Um, he's been the best passer all year outside the pocket. He's been the best passer all year inside the pocket. Uh, most first downs, most third down conversions. Um, and weirdly, there's a narrative, including from me at the start of the season, about how he really struggles against the Bengals. But he's got the most points per game against Luana Rumo. He's got the most first downs, the most EPA per play. So I think the point of that is he's probably the best defensive coordinator in the league. So, yes, the numbers are lower, but I think Mahomes being able to do what he does against him is still really, really good. And just have to hope we don't see a collapse like we did last year, which was obviously more of a mental thing. Um, in terms of the rest of the reasons, I think like you mentioned the offensive line stood up well last week. Uh, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon with the Bills, but snow is much harder for pass rushers to uh, to get their feet in. More, more so edges rather than defensive tackles. And I think Chris Jones this week, the weather doesn't look like it's going to snow. It's definitely not going to be 45 degrees like it was in Miami. So uh, I think that uh, Chris Jones is going to be able to rush the passer. Um, he's probably the key for the Chiefs from a defensive point of view. Um, and I just fancy him. He's never got a playoff sack. For anyone who watches the NFL and knows how good he is in his life, he's never had a playoff sack. So um, I feel like this could be the week and we could see a two-plus sack game for, for him. Um, in terms of other reasons why they can win, I, you mentioned it. I think Pacheco is going to be key. Uh, he ran the ball really well last weekend, eight yards a carry, and then they just stopped running the ball to him, and which was weird. That seems to be an Andy Reid thing. Um, and I think that's the reason why Jarrett McKinnon's lines are actually quite low this week. I feel like they think that we're going to see a lot more Pacheco, which... I hope it's true because I think it'll just help if you've got someone there back there with any sort of ankle injury. So, yeah, for me, if Mahomes doesn't re-injure the ankle, I think the Chiefs win. Um, Bengals have had their number the last few times they played them, but I always annoy Adam by saying that the Chiefs haven't played even a B-level game yet. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Um, and we'll see if the Chiefs can actually avoid a turnover because every time they play the Bengals, someone seems to fumble the ball. And I'm looking at you, Travis Kelsey, this season, for, for <laughs> early in the year. So, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league. I think the Bengals are the second best team in the league. So, I think this is de facto a Super Bowl for me. I actually do think whoever wins this game will win the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, I'm biased, but yeah, I'm going to go for the Chiefs. Uh, in terms of the spread and stuff, I do think we're going to have a high scoring game. I I thought last week would go under for the Chiefs and for the Bills Bengals games, and it did. But this week, I just I think Mahomes and Burrow are just going to go out and just throw it all over the place. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to back Mahomes to have his flu game, but it's going to be the ankle game that we all remember. <laughs> yeah, I heard um, heard a number of his games with the well, with the um, sprained ankle last year, 
and they were all 350 yards plus and wins. So <laughs> that, that yeah. was admittedly his left ankle, so it wasn't his uh, planting foot. And we saw last week he, he couldn't adapt with that right ankle for quite a while. It took him a while. There was quite mm. a lot of underthrows. There was a dump off where he, he pushed, went to push off and just couldn't put any weight on it. But I'll admit I was in the Tony Romo camp with this one. I thought given that he would make yeah, I thought he'd make it through the game. I thought as soon as you take that boot off, it's going to swell up and uh, balloon. But seems like it hasn't. So fair play to him. That's um, an incredibly impressive recovery. Um, you told me the percentages before the game. Uh, 61% of the total is on Cincinnati. That is obviously at various lines and through the week. That was probably, it was 98% before yeah. uh, we saw Mahomes moving smoothly. So that shows that the money's coming back on the Chiefs. And as I say, the line's all over the place, depending where you look on this one. Uh, the 92% of the money, by the way, was on the Eagles minus two and a half. So that shows where the public are and, the, and the pros are looking on that game. Um, the over-under on both games is pretty even with a slight lean to the over on the Eagles and a slight lean to the under in the late game. Although, again, I believe that's probably a lot of money on assuming that Mahomes wasn't going to play. So I'd imagine that will bounce back up a little bit now with him probably in. And I'm with Liam on that one. I'm going to lean to the over 47 and a half. Um, there's quite a few props on this game, obviously, that I like. Um, we've mentioned the the, sack, the sacks. Uh, Trey Hendrickson is 13 to 8 to get a sack. Chris Jones oh. is 5 to 6 to get his first sack in the postseason. He didn't get one last week, as you said, but he did cause issues all game and it, he helped out other people getting pressure on Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, I, I was keeping an eye on him because I know that Liam's been high on him and I was keeping an eye on his potential. Well, not the Defensive Player of the Year award because he's not allowed to be in the running for that, apparently. So it, I was just keeping an eye out just to see how good he is. And yeah, he's going to cause issues for the interior of the Bengals line, I think. And that could be problems. And then, yeah, Carlos Dunlap is uh, 15 to 8 to record a sack against his former team, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, interceptions, Jesse Bates 5 to 1. I'm not really a fan of anything there. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't have minded odds on Mike Hilton getting a sack. Um, he blitzes a lot from corner and is very, very good at it. But there's no line on that one. Uh, one bet that we did have last week. Oh, kind of had. I had um, the Bengals to score first um, because they always receive recently the the opening kickoff. That was five to six last week. It's now down at one to two. So news <laughs> has got around to the bookies and they have slashed the odds convincingly. I do think that the Bengals will choose to go first again um you can get bengals plus 0.5 on the spread it's five to eight um sorry first quarter spread um at five to eight uh i assuming that they get the ball and score first and assuming that they can stop anyone scoring a touchdown for the 11th 12th game in a row in the first quarter they've been incredibly good at the start of game recently um as for touchdown scorers i went with hayden hurst again as uh, as my guy, I do believe that the Chiefs are actually quite good at against tight ends, though. So that's one that I'm not entirely convinced about. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, over two and a half receptions. You can get 11 to 8 on that one. So it's plus money. As I say, he had quite a few last week. Um, Juju, uh, not my favorite player in the world. He His reception line <laughs> is three and a half. Um, it's only four to seven on the over. But I'm assuming that they shut down Travis Kelsey to a certain extent again, which means the ball's got to go somewhere and. Juju, for me, is the most likely person to take advantage of that. So they were the few props that I had from earlier in the week. Um, Jack, did you have anything on this? 
Uh, to be honest, the only ones, well, you mentioned that one there, uh, the P Ryan one over two and a half. I had Mixon uh, over, I think it was like 23 or something recept- or receiving yards last weekend. And P Ryan seemed to get all the receptions. So, yeah, look, I like that one at 11 to 8, the two and a half one. Um, with this game, really, I've just kind of put all my eggs into the 11 to 4 <laughs> bet. Um, because, look, the two teams, the two quarterbacks are so good and they've got so many weapons that, like, I, look, I had Hurst last weekend, but. As you said, uh, the Chiefs are good against tight ends. It could go to look Chase, Higgins, Hurst, Mixon. They've got so much, so many different weapons. And as for the Chiefs, sure, Mahomes can throw it to anyone, or you know they can even run it in, or even both quarterbacks could. So I'd probably just stay away from uh, any of them. But uh, yeah, look, the main one is just that left for uh, Sky Bet one for me. Well, we don't want the QBs to run it in. We need them to pass it in, save our Fact. save our bank balances. That's what we need. Can um, they throw it to each? Can they throw it to themselves? I think uh, Mariota <laughs> done that like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, against the Chiefs, that's um, flashbacks there coming. Um, <laughs> in terms of props, I actually quite like the Hurst one. Um, just one of the reasons because A is playing extremely well. He's very good in the red zone, but also there was that Justin Reed uh, Hurst drama in the first game, and I don't think he actually scored in that game. So it'd be very Chiefs-esque if he scores the first touchdown in the game and celebrates like in Reed's face. So I think that's probably a good bet. Uh, in terms of props, um, after last weekend's game, Mahomes is now back into plus money for his touchdown prop. So if you don't want to bet the yards in case he gets injured or if you don't want to, if you don't think Burrow is going to score any points, which I probably would say you're wrong, but um, you can bet over two and a half at nearly kind of what, plus 150 now. Um and last week it was minus one ten, so the odds have just changed dramatically there. I don't think they've adjusted really since the news of him being healthier. Um, I think Travis Kelsey's uh, line is six and a half for receptions. I probably agree that we're not going to see a massive yardage game just because the way the Bengals play, but they will give up the short passes and then tackle him before the sticks. That's just how good their their defense is. So I like that. And then you can get Pacheco as well receiving yards six and a half, and he's been in way more on passing downs in the last two games than he was. Uh, for the rest of the season. So I quite like Pacheco. That's probably only one catch for him because he's so quick that if he gets one catch, he can get six, seven yards. So, yeah, I think I like that one. In terms of touchdown scorers, I'm probably going to find a ridiculous long odds one just because they all seem to come in. But I'm also going to bet Kadarius Tony because why not? I seem to bet Kadarius Tony every week. So why uh, why make a difference this week? And I think Blake Bell is probably my uh, Chiefs tight end that I'm going to going to stick in. They put him back there for QB sneaks because Mahomes dislocated his knee on a QB sneak three years ago. So if we're around the goal line, Blake Bell's involved quite a lot. So I, I quite like him as an outsider for, for a five-quid bet or something. Yeah, you're looking at 11-4 on Kadarius Tony, 7-1 on Noah Gray, who I mentioned in the chat. Obviously, he scored a couple earlier in the season before going on IR and he's back now. Uh, Blake Bell, 20-1 is the best odds you can get on him. Um, and Sky Moore was um, one that I was high on in preseason. He's 12 to 1 to score at any time. All for the Chiefs, obviously, so I will not be backing many of them. Uh, Joe Burrow <laughs> is 5 to 1 to score uh, any time. He obviously scored um, the weeks back. Um, I was looking at Joe Burrow over his rushing yards again, but it's up to 17 and a half now, um, which is a, just a tad too high. Um, the Pacheco. Bet is one I was going to mention, which I'm, I'm glad Liam got to six and a half yards. He did have one reception for six yards last week, but um, before that, he'd had 18, 32, 11, 23, 16, 17 in consecutive games. So he's shown he can do it. And as, as we say, it's probably one, maybe two catches. Uh, Trenton Irwin, my boy, did it last <laughs> week. Didn't do it in the game I've tipped him up for, but he, uh, he had one reception <laughs> last week and went over his eight and a half yards. Um, so that's a, a possible one there. Uh, P. Ryan is 92 to score a touchdown. 
Um, let me just double check what uh, what website that's on because we do get live score stuff like that. Paddy Power nine to two. Um, so I could I could be uh, could be tempted into over receiving yards for him, which was uh, over fifteen and a half receiving yards and a touchdown for P Ryan, which is probably going to be six or seven to one, six or seven to one or so, um, which I wouldn't mind too much. Um, so I think. Uh, if we don't have anything else, guys, I think that's about it for the pod. Yep, better Chiefs to win. <laughs> yep, yep, we we will see. I, I my biggest challenge for the weekend will be staying sober uh, up until <laughs> uh, two a.m. in the morning and making sure I stay awake for the whole of that game. But I know damn well that adrenaline will kick in, and uh, I should be fine. I've always I've already been reliving the uh, championship game last year, and the range of emotions I went through in that game and having my wife watch me wondering why I had my hand, my head in my hands, whether it was a good or a bad thing. So well, last year yeah. was the earlier, earlier game, wasn't it as well, which was a bit easier to handle. Whereas this, oh, week, m- this maybe year, it was, yeah, maybe yeah, it was, was one of the previous ones, but yeah. Yeah. This year we have to stay up till two thirty to bite our nails yeah. and drown our sorrows for one of us. But yeah, Jack, you're going to watch this game live. Yeah. I have interest. Was it? Uh, I would hundred percent be watching this game live. Yeah. It's, Probably going to be the best game. Well, good luck. It's potentially one of the best games of the year, so won't be letting... Look, the Super Bowl is kind of a letdown most years, Bear obviously the... What was it? The Eagles and Patriots, like, three years ago. That was unbelievable, but a lot of the time, it's not as good as these uh, championship games, so I'll definitely be watching this, yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, just a quick word on the Super Bowl. Uh, Paddy Power does have lines available, um, and it's pretty much all around one point. Um, Bengals are one-point favourites against 49ers, one-point underdogs against the Eagles. Uh, the Chiefs are favourites against both teams. Total is 47 or 48, depending on the matchup. Um, I do I do worry against uh, the Eagles or 49ers because of the pressure they can develop. Um, although the Bengals, if they did make it, would be able to, should at least have um, a couple of offensive linemen back who have done them well all year. So should stand up a little bit better. But the pass rush for either of them would worry me as a Bengals fan. In that game, if it's the Chiefs, I, the Chiefs can be anyone, so. <laughs> Yeah, that was what I was going to say. But, um, yeah. Um, so just before we go, then Jack, who's going to win the Super Bowl? 49ers. Liam, Chiefs, and that's Chiefs my best bet this week as well. By the way. And there we have it. That is uh, the views from the podcast that I spoke about with the guys. Um, very, very fun podcast, by the way. Um, the, the Full 10 Yards Britain podcast. So, uh, yeah, go um, go listen wherever, wherever you can. Um, now let's do our official picks for this podcast. Obviously, we've had more news. Mahomes is a full participant again. Lane Johnson's a full participant again. McCaffrey sat out again. Um, we'll see what, if, what that, that kind of does to, to our picks. I will start... Uh, with my picks. Um, so I'm going to go Philadelphia minus 2.5 at home to the 49ers. I think the Philadelphia Eagles win. I think it's by no more than 10, but I could see them winning by 10 if Purdy has a bad game. But um, yeah, I just think they win the football game and very unlikely they're going to win by less than three. So I'm going to go Philly minus two and a half. Uh, I've actually gone over 46.5. I think most people will go under. Under is probably the smart play, but I just believe this game's going to be relatively high scoring and going to be quite fun. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go over. I think we need a good start to the game. Both these teams score a lot of points in the first two quarters. I think if you're betting the over, you need that to happen because um, <laughs> the second half is going to be a lot tighter, especially with the way these two coaches coach Shanahan specifically uh, and how much they're probably going to run the ball. So yeah, I'll go Eagles and the over. Um, 
in terms of Patrick as well, uh, who was obviously going to be at this game, um, going to be in the crowd going nuts. He is also going for his beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and he is going the over in that game as well. So over 46.5. So we're, we're, we're the same on that one. Um, on the other game, uh, obviously great news for Mahomes if you're Chiefs fans. It's kind of changed the odds. Kansas City are now favoured by one point. Um when Patrick sent the pick in, they were underdogs by one point, but I don't think it'll change his pick. Uh, he has gone Chiefs, and he has also gone under 48. Um, I am also going to go Chiefs. I think the Chiefs do win the game, get some revenge. I think Mahomes has a, a godlike day, personally, even though I am obviously worried because the Bengals have played so well. Um, but I think the Chiefs win. Um, I am going to go over 48. So he has gone under 48. So that's uh, our only difference is the under over in this game. Um I think he thinks under, obviously, just because the Chiefs games have been going under at home a lot. The Bengals' defense is very good. They play clock management, so they often win playoffs games by scoring like 27 points. That's very, very common for them. Um, so, yeah, if they score 27 points, then you're going to need the Chiefs to, to get near 27 as well. But I think the Chiefs can, can score 30 on them um, if they're very good in the red zone. So, yeah, I'm going to go over. Patrick's going under. We're both going Eagles, both going Chiefs, both showing our bias there, the teams we support. I'm wanting a go for two Super Bowl. But um, yeah, that is the thoughts of, uh, of us today. Obviously, thanks to Adam and Jack as well for letting me use the audio. It didn't make sense to record the same thing twice, almost with the same person, because um, Adam was going to be the guest. So um, thanks to them for that. Thanks to Josh and 410 Yards Network for letting me put it in as well. Um, Enjoy the weekend, guys. We're going to be back next week when Patrick's back in the country to talk about how these two games went. We're going to have a guest on, like I said, to do some off-season storylines. And then the week of the Super Bowl, probably two episodes, one where we preview the game, one where we preview some prop bets. Um, so, yeah, it should be fun. Enjoy the weekend. Remember to go follow us at Go4Two-Pod, two being the number two. Go follow Patrick on Twitter at MuggsNFL. Um, good luck to the Chiefs. Good luck to the Eagles. Hope Patrick enjoys life in Philly, uh, and we will speak to you soon. Thank you.